You are listening to the podcast of Calvary Church in Irwin, Pennsylvania. For more information, you can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com. Today, I want to share something with you real quick, and we're going to invite a couple friends up here. Uh, in, In John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus makes this really wild statement. Uh, He said this, he said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. One of my least favorite verses in scripture because he tells us straight up, like you're gonna face trouble. We don't like facing trouble. We don't like facing unexpected situations. But Jesus was straight up, you're gonna face it. But, But don't worry, I have overcome the world. Now, when you hear statements like that, I don't know what your response is, but you might think, like, so what? So some religious guy said, you're going to have trouble. I've overcome the world. What does that even have to do with me? Uh, Maybe as you deal with the unexpected in your life or you try to make sense of the unexpected that you carry for many years, maybe you're here, you're just trying to make sense of it all. You're just trying to figure out, like, why did this stuff happen? And while in the short time uh, we have together, Uh, today, I don't think we could fully dive in to why things have happened to us, why people have done things against us, or why pain we never expected or deserved is thrust upon us. And while we can try to theorize why things have happened, in a short time, what if we instead, we could process what we can do moving forward? What, what What do we do to respond to unexpected things? In other words, rather than looking back at our circumstances, that unfortunately we can't change, understanding how difficult, how difficult and painful tragic situations might be. What if together we could try to to look forward and to figure out what is a path that might be forward? And I've noticed in my own life when dealing with unexpected situations that that the, the way forward can oftentimes be cloudy, be confusing, even chaotic. And as we try to figure out a way forward through through situations that are painful, uh, difficult through these unexpected things in life. There's, there's a couple questions that have always helped me uh, and maybe, maybe would help you. The fir- first one is this. Uh, what, what does the one that made me have to say about this? What does the one that made me have to say about this? What does God have to say about what I'm walking through and what I'm made of? And, and the second is how have other people dealt with this? How, maybe you've done this in any situation, you're trying to fix something at home, and you're like, I don't know what to do, but I know my friend, he fixed that same thing at his house or in his car, and, and what have other people who have dealt with it, what have they done? And when we think about unexpected, well, I don't believe God throws stuff at us to ruin us or to hurt us. He has this remarkable way of helping us find purpose, even in difficulty, through pain, through undeserved and unexpected circumstances. He's just remarkable at this. And, and, and what does that have to do with you or, or with me, what we're walking through? Well, well, here's the truth. He created you, like he shaped you. And if he created you, maybe, maybe God has an idea of how you were made to handle unexpected situations or, or moments that you're blindsided by. And, and, and we always think this in any other form, but when in doubt, uh, check with the manufacturer, right? Like, like the one who made something. Well, what about our creator? So, so here's a couple things real quick that, that God says about us. The first is in, found in the, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, the first part of the Bible, in Psalm chapter 119, verse 105. It says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. 
Uh, and, and that just basically is what, what that's saying is that the Bible, God's word, isn't just some religious book. And I, maybe to you it's just another religious book. It's not meant to be a religious book. It's a guide. It's a guide for our everyday lives. That, that there is truth and wisdom in that, that book that guides us. And in the second, in the second part of the Bible, it's known as the New Testament, uh, the Apostle Paul writes this in Scripture to the, he was writing to the church in Rome, in Romans 8, 28. He said this, he said, and, and, don't, and, uh, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. What a powerful statement. So if we could sum that up into maybe one sentence, here's, here's that one sentence. That God has a plan, and that plan is tied to his purpose for your life. God has a plan, and his plan is tied to his purpose for your life. That he has a purpose. I don't know, maybe you feel like you're an accident, but he has a purpose for your life. So what does the one who created us say? That's what he says. That even through pain, even through the unexpected, that God can work good according to his purpose for your life. So the other question is, well, how have other people dealt with unexpected situations? And for that, I have two friends that uh, I want to invite up here uh, today to share a journey they've been on with some pretty unexpected situations over the last few years. And while for, for, for many uh, who may have walked through similar situations, they would have responded with anger, with hurt. Uh, these, these two individuals that we're going to uh, talk to today have responded with such incredible grace and strength, and uh, I think uh, our incredible example that we can learn so much from. So uh, this morning, I want to invite up here Pam and Mary Serrano. You can put your hands together for them this morning. You're right there. Yep, you're, you're good. Thank you, guys. You're, thanks, thanks, thanks. So good to have you guys here today. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks Thank for coming. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming. It's an honor. And uh, uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves real quick? Sure. Uh, my name is Pam Serrano. Yes, my name is Mary Maloney. Now, uh, Mary, I understand uh, Friday was a pretty special day for you. Oh, yes. Friday was, <laughs> Friday was my birthday. Your my birthday. 17th birthday. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations. That's awesome. So we have something for you. We've got a little birthday cake, and we are, we're, we're like the best choir you're ever going to hear. We want to sing happy birthday to you. Is that okay? And you have to blow out the candles. Are you allowed, are you okay doing that? All right. So you want to hold the cake, or you want me to hold it? I don't, I'll hold it. I'll hold it. There you go. So I'm going to, I'm not going to sing, because they have a mute on contact uh, order if I try to sing. But we're all going to sing. I'll just be the choir director today. So on three, everyone, happy birthday to Mary. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Mary, happy birthday to you. Good job. There you go, Mary. There you go. Thank you. Oh my happy thank birthday, you Mary. So much. Thank you, thank you. That's so kind, thank you. Happy birthday. So, uh, thank you guys for taking the time to be with us today. And oh, we just want to share uh, just your story uh, with our church and, and just the remarkable things that God has done through some really difficult 
unexpected painful moments. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so for Mary, uh, for those that, that don't know, uh, walk us through uh, what happened uh, back in 2020. Yeah. That, you want me to take you, it? You can take it, yeah. You go. Yeah, okay, you go. so um, August the 30th of 2020, I was 13. I went out on, in the morning to jump on my trampoline, and, like, I loved my trampoline, my favorite thing, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I went out, normal day. I was jumping, and then I got, like, a weird pinching in my, sh- like, in, like, on my back, like, in between my shoulder blades. And then I just kind of kept jumping through it. I thought maybe it was, like, a pulled muscle or something. Um, and then I do remember falling. I think I just, like, was distracted by it. So I was like, okay, I'll go inside, took a shower, and then I laid down. And, like, when I was walking in the hallway, I did feel some weakness, but I thought I was just, like, maybe tired or drowsy. So when I laid down, but then I started feeling, like, really weak, and I just couldn't get up from there. Um, and that was, like, a confusing feeling because you've never felt that before. So I remember my dad kind of rushing in. He took me to the hospital. We met my mom. Um, and from there, they kind of put me into the system where they do all the scans and tests. And I don't remember much, like, from there out. It's kind of a blur. But I do remember from there, they just, like, it took a couple da- days to get the diagnosis, which they ended up declaring it was, like, a spinal cord stroke. So rather than a stroke in your brain, it was a stroke, like, through your spine. And Pam, you were at Mass at that time. What yeah. was kind of happening with you at the same time? Yeah. So just to, like, just as a refresher, the first time I was ever at this church was during the pandemic yeah. when I worked for KDKA TV. I was a news reporter, and Pastor Nick and the wonderful Calvary Church was having this beautiful outreach of yeah. food for people who were hurting and struggling. And so that's how I came to meet Pastor Nick, yeah. which it really touched my heart, you know, back then just was so obvious that this church was the salt and light in their community. Thank so you. I'm just, again, so happy to be here. It's good um, to have you back. Thank you. Thanks so much. Um, well, anyway, we know a lot of people are struggling through more difficult circumstances than we are going through. So I just hope that whatever words um, that I can impart, I hope that it helps you um, because we have, we've struggled, but we've also, our hearts have been moved and changed. So in 2020, I was a news reporter, but I was at Sunday Mass in the Hill District, and it was the first time I had been back at Mass since the pandemic in person. So I was kneeling, and I, I really felt like I heard the voice of the Lord say, gratitude, and I thought, okay, let me, let me process through. Like anytime you hear God's voice, you're thinking, what does this mean exactly? And so I thought, yes, I'm, I'm super grateful to be back in, in church, in the physical building. And then as soon as I left church, um, I started getting the calls from Mary. And obviously I had no idea how grateful I would become. Um, and it really, it took a while, of course. It took a while because um, life, was, life was good at that moment in time. I had been a, a mom, a stay-at-home mom for many years. I'd gotten back into the workforce and didn't really think I would go back into my profession, which was TV reporting. And just by the grace of God, a door opened. And I was like, wow, this life is good. And, um, and he really, he showed me how much better it could be. Wow. And so, um, yeah, so the, the, the diagnosis was really difficult, but we learned, and, and I'm, I'm sure so many people in this room can attest to this, um, we, we're so thankful for our medical community. 
they are performing medicine, but God is our doctor. He's our healer. And it it took me a while to realize exactly that. Looking back on that season, what were things you were grateful for that you didn't realize? Oh, Oh my goodness. The outpouring of the community was so beautiful. Like, I know all of you that are born and raised in Pittsburgh or transplanted here, you probably have some understanding and have heard people say before, sure, we'd rather trade the roads and the weather for somewhere else, but you would never trade the people. And it was just people shared their hardships and their faith with us. And it was remarkable. That's awesome. Yeah, remarkable. What did the road to recovery from there? What what did things look like from that point on? Do you want to go take that? Well, there's like the typical like system they throw you into where you go to like a rehab straight out of the hospital, and then from there you do outpatient, and they kind of just like send you on your way. But I was really grateful because we had a lot of people that reached out, friends in similar situations, um, and even people like kind of all across the world, the states, um, reached out, gave my mom a lot of advice, and she kind of took action from there. So instead of going into like a typical outpatient rehab, they sent me to Philadelphia. And then from Philadelphia, I went to Kentucky and did outpatient there. And I was working with rather than just like typical kind of um, baseline um, physical therapy, it was more intensive and um, I think really made a difference as far as that went. Yeah, I mean, um, so as far as like this, a spinal cord injury, if you're familiar with it, it's it's a very difficult diagnosis. Um, and then specifically, there wasn't a lot of intensive therapy here, so it caused us to have to leave the community. Um, but when we when we came back, I mean, just the synthesis of how the Lord works, like connecting us all, how remarkable that, you know, Ryan Shazier would have had his injury at a time where he was retiring and then starting a fund. And uh, we just um, were grateful to connect with him and get some help from his fund as well. And and people here um, were just said, you know what, we might not have the skill set that's needed, but Mary is welcome at this gym and we'll work with her. And it it's just God's, God's people wow. are remarkable. It's incredible. For you, Mary, what was it like as a 13-year-old to like walk through that? You're barely a teenager and like, like how, how did you process that? Yeah, um, first I think everyone kind of goes through denial. Like, no, like I'm not leaving this hospital until I'm better, blah, 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 blah. You don't want to see your friends. Um, kind of super a frustrating feeling. Um, but you kind of, you get over that and you realize that like everything is passing. Um, But at the time, I was just really, like, kind of shocked. Like, I want to be back playing soccer and track, but I just learned over time you have to trust God's plan and that everything will come with that. What was it like getting connected with Ryan Shazier? It was promising, I think, was Mm -hmm. a good word for that. Um, He's a very good motivator. I feel like he had a lot of good advice for me, and it's nice seeing someone with, as I would say, rare. for He had an injury. I had, like, a spinal cord stroke. So, um, but even though it's like, there's kind of like a broad spectrum for that, it was nice that he, he'd like been through it already and gotten through it. So it was nice to see someone. For, for both of you, throughout this entire journey of the last, what, three and a half years of this, um, your faith has played such a big part of that journey. Can you explain that a little bit? Like how, how your faith has kind of helped you and, and led you through that? You go. Okay. Okay. Um, so I would say that I think, I think I did what anybody would do um, 
It's as if you just get down on your hands and knees and you just, you cry out to God. You beg him, you plead with him. You know, you pray, um, you scream, you cry, you go into the hospital hallways and have a meltdown. Um, and then that continues for a good year and a half. <laughs> um, but through the process of learning, I, I found that, you know, I've said this before, but I think it bears repeating that he was over here. He wasn't in here. So somewhere along the way of just keep pressing into him, um, I found him where he belonged in the center of my heart. And that started to change everything. I told Mary that I wasn't going to cry, but just in case, I took toilet paper from the bathroom. <laughs> I was like, I'm good today. I'm good. I got this. I don't have it. Um, anyway, so then just quickly, this is like irrelevant, but yet relevant. Um, I went back to work at KDK after um, we came home from the hospitals. We were away for almost, um, almost a year, and then I broke my leg. I had a chance to do what, you know, most moms, dads never get a chance to do, just lay, lay down. <laughs> and, I, and I opened my Bible and truly read it. I wasn't running around the kitchen listening to podcasts and, you know, getting this sermon and getting that sermon and thinking I was getting the word. You know, I just really felt the Lord say, um, stop listening and start reading. And then I thought, oh, it's really true. It's not just a book. It's a living word. And the more that I read it, the more he becomes alive in me. And I didn't know that. Yeah. And so I'm learning late in life, but yeah. it's, it's, been, it's been good. What have you learned, Mary, through this? Just watching your mom and, and walking through it yourself. I think that I learned that there's like ooh, two ways you can go about anything, um, the hard way and the easy way, the hard way being without God and the easy way being with God, even though sometimes it feels more simple to do things on your own, that's the harder way. There is like only so much that we can do when God can do anything. Like, he can handle so much more than we think we can on our own. We've been, I think, raised in a world where we're supposed to be very independent and tough, and we can do it, no, I'm fine, but it's, you have to reach out to God. You need to talk with him like a friend and communicate. That's the only way you're going to learn, like, what you're supposed to be doing, what your path is supposed to be, um, the purpose and your plan. So good. That's really good. Pam, since 2020, you've gone through a lot of changes. Yeah. I mean, uh, what happened with, with Mary, your job, KDK, you broke your leg, like you said. Yeah. You're not working at KDK now. No. How has that journey been for you emotionally and spiritually? Yeah, it was, it was really hard to leave a job that I love so much. And it was like a family to me. And then the community felt like a family. And some of our first responders I would get to see on scenes of accidents. And it just you felt just so bonded and connected to, to people. It was just a really hard job to walk away from, but um, I was offered this position at the Diocese of Pittsburgh, and it's funny because selfishly I thought, okay, I'll take this position because um, it's what you want, God, and I'll do this for you. And then over time he showed me that he did it for me mm. so I could have more time with him. 
And so I'm very grateful for that. So now I write for the Pittsburgh Catholic, and it's been great. And I, I keep learning about my faith um, all the more. And it's just um, I realize that I, I can do this much for him, but he can do this much yeah, for us. When we give him this much, he gives us everything. That's amazing. Now, just this past, uh, I guess, two Mays ago, um, something entirely unexpected happened. Uh, Mary, you and your brother, uh, what, what, what took place? Do you want to explain? It was me and my two brothers and our friend. Yeah. Um, it was May 13th, 2022. 2022. Um, we were driving home. It was Lee. I think it was around like 9.30. Um, and we got in a really bad car accident, only like a half a mile from home. Um, I think it was we hit like a, it, the car hit us from the side and we went into like a rail and then the car flipped. So being in the middle seat in the back, I was kind of chopped. I know that my brothers and their friends got out kind of before me. It was really scary. I don't think I was I was asleep actually when we got in the accident. So I don't remember all too much from that except for kind of waking up in a panic, but also just like extremely like. I just knew that I needed to get out of the car, but it was hard. I couldn't, like, on my own. I could hear, like, screaming. Um, wasn't fully sure. You're kind of disoriented. Um, we were flipped up, and then the car t- caught on fire, too. Um, and we were so, it's, it was in, we live in Evan City, so we were, there was, like, literally cows across the street. We were kind of isolated. Like, I think it took probably Out 10, this 15 way. That's, minutes. That's like Lake Trobe. Yeah. Lake Trobe is, right, Scott? Lake Trobe is, like... I went. To, I, went, I grew up in Derry. Derry is really like urban and inner city, so usually yeah. just, uh, just yeah. joking. Well, a little West Mullen like, County joke. Sorry. sorry. Yes. No. It took like 10, 15 minutes for um, medical responders to get to the scene, but lucky enough for us, there was two school buses that were coming home from a late track meet, and the, both of the coaches. Um, took it upon themselves to get out. They assessed the scene and they immediately jumped in to help me. Um, that's probably where you could pick up because I. We, um, we, we saw God's hand in all of it because, um, as I mentioned, I'd been praying for a miracle and begging God for a miracle. And then that night, he showed me a miracle with my eyes because um, the accident was very severe. And uh, none of the children should have walked away from the accident, but they all did. And um, just briefly, like, through the process of just seeking the Lord, um, about two weeks before the accident, I had watched this YouTube video, and I guess I had gotten some spiritual wisdom along the way where I, I, if I saw something in my YouTube feed, I think, okay, that's a nudge from God. I, I, I should watch this. It, it looked like it was highlighted, like, specifically at the top of the feed, and it was about... Um, the unsung ministry of our guardian angels. And um, your mom, you know, your dad, they sing to you about your guardian angel when you go to bed at night, but you don't really understand that they're, that they're real and that we're all assigned a guardian angel at birth and their, their sole mission is to help, help us seek our, our godly purpose. And the, the, in the video, the pastor, the priest was specifically saying, your guardian angel cannot read your mind, so speak out loud to your guardian angel. And I took, it was like, he was very adamant, this this priest, very strong-willed. It was like a a smackdown. I I took it so seriously. And for two weeks before their accident, and I promise you that this, 
this was God working through our first responders, working through the coaches, that he dispatched those coaches at the perfect time. It's amazing. Yeah, I believe it. Mary, you were sitting there in a car upside down. What was going through your head? I was very, well, scared. I think you go into, I was in fight or flight, essentially. I was in and out of consciousness. I um, didn't know at the time, given my spinal cord injury, that my leg was broken. It was an um, open femur fracture. Granted how bad it was, I had no idea. idea. Um, You can see, like, you could feel the fire. You could hear people. Um, I think what was going through my head was just solely focused on God. I was like, this is a God thing. Like, I don't have the strength. There was brush against the car because we were down kind of like in a ravine um, and like by a lot of trees. So I think I was just like, this isn't something I can handle like on my own. And I was really, I didn't know who the coaches like were when I saw like hands reaching in. Apparently they say it took like seven minutes to kind of finally grab me. They were losing hope kind of through it that they were going to be able to get me because it was so hard. But I don't know how they did it, but they eventually pulled me out. I remember feeling relieved. I saw my brother. I felt a little bit better, but we were on kind of like a hillside, and I remember hearing the ambulances, and another, like, breath of relief came because I was like, they, they got it now. I was like, this is One, one of the coaches, off. Steve uh, Tinker, who was the head coach of the Avonworth Middle School track team, he said this. He said, I can't, still can't get over how calm she was. Mary was actually keeping me calm. She was saying, we're okay, we're okay, everything is fine. <laughs> How you're flipped upside down. There you are with the two coaches. Yes. Um, you're flipped upside down. The car is on fire. Yes. You can't get out. Yes. How are you so calm? Well, it was actually, to mention, it was um, Mr. Steve Tinker's birthday, who was one of the coaches on my birthday. We, we share a birthday. No which way. I thought was a funny coincidence. That's amazing. Um, but I'm sorry, I forget the question. So how, did, how did you remain so calm? I remained so calm. Yeah. I think I was trying to convince myself. Honestly, I, um, I knew my brother who was driving the car um, definitely felt like even in the moment before even knowing the full extent of what had happened was feeling a lot of guilt. Um, not even guilt, even though it wasn't his fault, but I felt like I needed to immediately tell him like, I'm not mad at you. No one's mad at you. There was nothing you could have done differently. Yeah. I think I was trying to convince him, but also tell myself in a way that like it was going to be okay. And I thought maybe if I said it verbally, I was like, it would come into reality and it did. How did they get you out of the car? Do you um, remember that? I think that, I don't know. Do you know? Did you ever hear? No. I think they had one hold the door and the other, I remember having to reach up. Yeah. Even though it was upside. I don't know. I'm yeah. not positive. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Coach Tinker, um, who was on the left-hand side, he was um, in Iraq and so he had been trained as a first responder. The second coach from Seneca Valley had also been trained as, um, as a first responder. And so Steve Tinker, um, he just he called me a few weeks ago. Um, it was the Feast of the Guardian Angels. And he said, I just had a dream about Mary last night. And I said, of course you did. It's the Feast of the Guardian Angels. And so then on Friday, he texted me. He said, you'll never believe my birthday is Mary's birthday. I said, of course How it crazy is. is that? That's amazing. <laughs> of course it is. So, um, but he said at the time he got there first, he knew he couldn't get her out mm-hmm. and he was panicking and she, she was calm. Um, and that's when the second coach arrived. Yeah, the other team and, from another yeah, school. Just holy teamwork. Yeah, so that's amazing. Amazing. So you had Avonworth and Seneca Valley there. Yes. And I know uh, we had a couple of friends, ironically, I think that were on the bus and like family 
friends of family were on the bus and I know that all the kids were, it was a lot for them too because they could all kind of see it and hear it. They had to all tell their families they'd be home late. Um, so it just went a lot further. The more like after an accident like that, you just like weeks down the line, you hear from people and that mm -hmm. also experience some, yeah. some piece of it. Yeah, it's very dramatic. We just, um, you know, just for me as a mom to just running to the scene, um, things that I had seen unfold when I was a news reporter and um, you just have that moment of knowing, yeah, this isn't this isn't good. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, just so grateful. So you had you've had like these two things back like two years apart. Um, how have how has that affected? I mean, you, you kind of shared what happened early on, but how does that affect your faith? And have you asked questions of God? Like, how have you processed that? I feel like I can handle just about anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, like, the small things, my mom might disagree, um, inside the house don't really bother me anymore. Um, especially when I'm talking to my friends. I'm like, you're fine. Like, it's okay. I, um, I think as far as faith goes, um, it showed me what God can do and that his plan is never done for you. And that... Um, I don't know. You're just constantly getting stronger in your faith. The, the more you learn, the better off you are. You need to learn about the faith. I yeah. feel like I've learned a lot. Um, Was there something that, like, you show such incredible resilience and for, for a 17-year-old, like, incredible. Was there something that was, like, the, the, the hinge that, like, pushed you in that direction rather than a different direction? Yes, I feel like I feel like especially with spinal cord injuries, you're doing it for other people who it's going to happen. Like who, inevitably, that more people are going to get injured, and you want to kind of pave a path for them yeah. and kind of be a light. And I feel like the community has been so kind to me. I just I feel like the best thing I can do is com continue working on my recovery mm -hmm. um, to kind of give back in a way and yeah. show them that like thank you. Yes, I am yeah. going to keep working on this. Thank yeah. you for everything you've done. Pam, how, how do you, seeing all this with your daughter and your life, like how do you see life differently today than you yeah. did maybe back in 2019 even? Definitely. I just, I feel as though, I, and I, I think that even with the Pittsburgh Catholic now, when I interview people that have had profound loss, profound trauma, there seems to be, and, and I can relate to this as a common theme, which is nothing else matters. I mean, nothing else matters. It's um, a turning yourself in to the Lord, um, a lack of wanting anything for yourself except through what he wants for you because it's better than anything that you could have ever wanted for yourself, better than anything. Yeah. And so I think that has been just a profound shift of not future casting, just saying, you know, I want whatever you want for me. Mm -hmm. And I trust that if he told her that he will heal her just as he wants to heal anyone, that he will. So I've kind of, um, the, the timeline is, is up to him. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I trust that. Yeah. It's just that childlike faith of, of reconnecting with, with what that exactly means. Yeah. It's amazing. For, for someone uh, who's here watching online that they maybe have been blindsided by life, uh, they're not sure what to do with unexpected pain they're walking through. What would you say to them today? I'll go first. I'm lost. No, do you want me to go first? I would just say, 
number one is don't, please don't try to go through something alone is uh, really just reach out to people. Let them know you're suffering and struggling because they are suffering suffering and struggling as well. And that's going to create a connection. And when we create a connection, that's when God can come in and really do his work. Because yeah. um, we are his communion of saints. And we are his hands and feet. And that's, that's what really inspires me about the first responders that are here and the veterans that are here is that somewhere along the line, no one had to tell them what to do. Just the mind of Christ inside of them lit a fire mm-hmm. and they wanted to not only serve their community, they wanted to serve the Lord. Yeah. And it is, um, it's profoundly beautiful and I am, I'm playing catch up at this point in life yeah. and I'm just in awe. Awesome. I'm in awe of what we see around us. Yeah. What you, Mary? Yeah, I'd say, um, like my mom said, you are never alone. And as I said, like when I was in the car, there is a point in time where you just need to completely give it up to God. Like this is something I can't handle and it's all in your hands. And just, I think trust is a big one. Um, trust in your plan and know things are coming um, and that it will get better. And that it's okay to reach out for help That's when you good. need it. It's good. Thank you guys so much for, Thank for you. Any, anything else you want to share? Uh, um, just that I, I feel like it's, it's just been like a real joy to just try to keep growing in my faith. Um, when I open the Bible now, I, it was a struggle to read the Bible. It's complicated. You know, it's, it's complex. Um, but now when I read it, I feel like I'm reading about my, my friends, yeah. my heavenly family. Yeah. And so there's times where I'm, I'm reading something. I'm like, I don't understand this. And I, I'm looking it up and I'm looking it up. And I just feel like the Holy Spirit says, just keep reading. Just yeah. keep, keep going. Yeah. Keep pushing into me. And, um, and that's been the greatest thing that ever happened to me. So because I think I would have um, potentially missed the mark of salvation. And so now that I feel like he says, okay, I've got you on the path to salvation. Anything else that he does for me, you know, the kingdom of heaven is truly at hand. I believe mm-hmm. that. It's just icing on the cake. Yeah. <laughs> the yes. birthday cake. And I feel like with, um, I know like at the scene mm-hmm. when the first responders came, it's a breath of relief because you know that they're going to treat you like you're, the, you're their family and that they work as a unit and they're smart and they're strong and they know how to handle things and you can trust in that. So mm-hmm. there's nothing that compares to how amazing they are and what they do and the impact they make in the community. And when they help one person, it's helping yeah. so many more. It's the whole family. So I mean, our family is here because of them. Yeah. Your evidence of, yes. of what they, yes. they do to save yes. and protect. So yes. thank you guys so much for being yes. vulnerable with thank us you. and sharing that story with us today. I want to invite uh, Josh. We want to kind of wrap up this morning. And um, we're just so grateful uh, to, to get to hear your story and how God has woven his grace and mercy through uh, your lives. And your, uh, your words have, uh, I think, pointed us to something that so many need. Um, and I don't know uh, what... Uh, how kind of this lands for you, for those here or watching online that maybe for you you're like, man, I needed this to encourage me in my faith that God hasn't abandoned me, that God doesn't just overlook me, that even through tragic, unexpected moments that God is still there. Um, or, or maybe for you, you're like, uh, I don't even know if God is real or if God even exists. Uh, and Mary sits here today 
as proof that God is real and at work and he still does impossible things. And I don't know what impossible things that you're needing in your life that maybe you have just been striving for and working toward and, and praying toward or, or, or maybe you're not a praying kind of person. You've just been giving your very best. You're giving all that you have, every ounce of energy and time to try to overcome something that's impossible. Maybe it's your past. Maybe it's mistakes you've made. Maybe it's things that have been thrown on you that you didn't ask for or deserve. And I just want you to know before we go and, and enjoy all the vehicles and food that God loves you. He has not abandoned you and he sees you. He sees what you're walking through and his heart breaks as your heart breaks. And, and today we're gonna pray. And as we pray, if, you're, if you would say, you know what, Nick, um, I don't see God at work in my life and I'm trying so hard and I, I'm glad to hear that God sees me, but I don't see him. I wanna pray that God would open your eyes, that you could see God at work in your life, that you could see glimpses of his hand at work in your situation, your circumstances, that you could see a God that loves you so much, has given everything for you, and, and doesn't want to just stand off in the distance and hope you can figure it out. He wants to help you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life, just as he did for, for Mary's. So if you could bow your heads with me this morning as we pray. God, I thank you. Thank you that that we get to hear the story from Pam and Mary today. God, what an incredible example of your faithfulness and your goodness. God, of your grace and your mercy. God, I pray for those that are here, those that are watching online, Lord, that are walking through unexpected situations. God, those that maybe don't even know to turn toward you or, or are angry at you for what has happened. God, I pray that your loving, gracious arms would reach down from heaven, Lord, would show them that you are there, that you haven't abandoned them, you haven't forgotten them. God, even if they can't see you, God, I pray you would open their eyes to see your hand at work. God, I pray you'd bring people into their lives that could be your hands and feet. Lord, let your grace and your mercy be evident. Let your presence be real. Make yourself known to each of us today. I thank you, God, for what you're doing, how you're moving. God, I thank you that you loved us so much that 2,000 years ago, you sent the most valuable thing you had, your son, Jesus, to come to this earth with one purpose, to die for us, to die for our sin, to die for our mistakes so that we could be whole, so we could be forgiven. Thank you, Lord, for loving us that way. For those that don't know that love, I pray that today they could experience a glimpse of that love. They could get a taste of that love, Lord, that they could pursue a God that has been pursuing them. God, go with us, strengthen us, protect us, guide us, God, let us be aware of your purpose that's at work in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This is Pastor Nick Pohl, the lead pastor at Calvary. We're so glad you joined us for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the message. At Calvary Church, we're passionate about leading people into an overflowing life with Jesus. We would love the opportunity to connect with you on your faith journey and hear what God is doing in your life or join you in prayer for any needs you might have. You can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com or send us an email at info at calvaryirwin.com. On our website, you'll find previous week's messages, a list of upcoming events, as well as resources designed to help you take those next steps on your journey of faith. See you next week, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.